Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2904, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee-Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Hello from the Runway Up listeners. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode. Today we are going to talk about a type of aviation that we haven't mentioned yet on our podcast, and that is general aviation. So today we are going to talk with two people from our operations department that have worked for Downtown Island or visit there regularly and are going to give us some insight about all that happens at Downtown Island Airport. So if you all will start just by giving a brief introduction about yourselves and then your roles here at the Airport Authority. I am Jennifer Giffen. I have been with the Airport Authority for roughly six years now, and I'm an operations manager in our operations department. I am Justin Lackey. I'm an operations specialist here at McGee Tyson Airport. I've been with the Airport Authority approximately 13 years. Twelve of those years I actually spent at the Downtown Island Airport. Which is what we are going to be discussing today. Um, Typically, we focus more on McGee Tyson Airport, but the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority actually manages another airport, which is Downtown Island Airport. And it's a general aviation airport. It is for aviation enthusiasts, smaller aircraft, because we're going to talk a little bit about it, but it's an island, so its runway is very limited, and the type of aircraft that can take off and land there, and it has its own unique culture, completely different than what you'll experience at McGee Tyson. It is completely different from McGee Tyson Airport, and so can you all just kind of discuss why that is? What's the difference between a commercial airport like McGee Tyson or a general aviation airport like Downtown Island? Yeah, there's a couple of differences. The one that first comes to mind is at McGee Tyson, it's commercial air service. So as a passenger, I purchase a ticket, whether it be online or at the ticket counter, and I'm serving to whatever destination I choose that way. All the other civilian flying basically falls under general aviation. So everything that's not ticketed commercial passenger service falls into that general aviation category. Also, another difference is the type of aircraft that you'll see at Downtown Island. Because the runway is smaller, you'll see typically smaller aircraft and they service a smaller number of passengers. So those are the two differences that I think of immediately. And Downtown Island's runway is 3,500? 3,499. To be exact. If you're counting, yeah. I bet a pilot does though, right? That's why you're here on our podcast to correct me. I have no idea how this happened, but when I started at the Downtown Island Airport, it was 3,497 and somewhere it grew two feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's in all who is counting it Science. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is interesting. You talked about the different types of aircraft. So at an airport that is commercial airport, you have like Boeing 727s, big, large things um, that fly in and out of the facility. What kind of planes do you see at Downtown Island? Yeah, so Downtown Island services kind of a, a broad array of different aircraft, everything including small jets, turboprop aircraft, experimental, which uh, when we talk about experimental, we're referring to aircraft that are traditionally built at someone's home or its owner-built aircraft. Isn't it weird that they people crazy. still do that? People still do build those things in their living room and come out and try to fly them. And then fly them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
successfully. Successfully, they're a lot more confident than I yeah. would be. And what's what I find unique though is we're talking about smaller aircraft, physically smaller. But when you look at the number of registered aircraft in the U.S., GA is significantly larger than commercial aircraft. Commercial aircraft, I believe, there's roughly seven thousand registered commercial aircraft versus over twenty thousand general aviation registered aircraft. That's so amazing. while they're smaller in size, they're a significant larger portion of the registered aircraft in the U.S. So, so that's why it's important to have a general aviation component to any airport. We have that at McGee Tyson, but it's a different level. It's more of a corporate level kind mm-hmm. of situation. Talk a little bit more about downtown island and the culture and what kind of people or aircraft are based there different than maybe you would find at a larger commercial airport. So at downtown island, the array of people and businesses that you would see is pretty diverse as well, ranging from flight schools to your regular businessman who is traveling to Knoxville to potentially put a development in Knoxville somewhere, or it really just ranges. Some of it's just your local aviation enthusiasts that do it as a hobby. Yeah. So you see a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also see a lot of military operations absolutely. too, right? Yeah, several military operations. Uh, rotorcraft are very big at Downtown Island Airport, mainly because there's no limitation due to runway or anything else. So a lot of helicopter operations in or out of Downtown Island as well. And they will come to refuel there? Yes. Pr- primarily? Uh, refuel, it's also a popular spot for uh, a food stop. There's several great restaurants not far in the vicinity of Downtown Island Airport and some aircraft that are transitioning to other areas will stop, just make a little pit stop and go grab a bite to eat and come back. Yeah, well it sounds like customer service has a lot to do with that too. How people are greeted, how friendly the staff are down there and the services provided. And does a lot of work go into preparing for passengers who come in and out like that that are transient more than just based there? Absolutely. The group of individuals that have been at Downtown Island, as I mentioned, I'd been there for 12 years. So you develop a lot of camaraderie, not just with the locals that are in the area, but also people that pass through pretty frequently. We know a lot of people by name. Well, when they learn about the fresh baked cookies and coffee and popcorn there in the lobby, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that alone is enough to stop in and say hello to the staff down there. That's why I like to go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked a little bit about how DKX is an actual island. Justin, you've mentioned some of the operations that happen at DKX. Can you talk a little bit about the people that we share the island with, our tenants at the airport? Yeah, the tenants at downtown include the Knox County Sheriff's Aviation Unit. The remote area medical also has a facility there to where they house some aircraft. We have several clubs, such as the Knoxville Flyers. We have two flight schools that pop in mind that have facilities uh, there, the Knoxville Flight Training Center, as well as Fast Track Flight Training. We have an aircraft maintenance facility that uh, they actually do the work on some of the aircraft. And we have other maintenance facilities that come in as well to do some maintenance on aircraft. Well, and, and that's one of the things I find very interesting. It is a extremely frequented airport in the GA environment. Do you either of you all know how many operations that the airport has down there every year? Yep. I actually took a look yesterday to see what the <laughs> kind of what our um, operations were there versus McGee Tyson because when I, you know, look at the numbers of the aircraft registered in the US, last year alone Downtown Island had over 80,000 operations in comparison to 115,000 here at McGee Tyson. Wow. So nearly the same number of operations at the island versus here at the commercial airport McGee Tyson. That is incredible. And so, Jennifer, you have the luxury in your job to be able to go back and forth between McGee Tyson and Downtown Island Airport. So from a leadership or a management perspective, what's it like to change hats 
to be able to go back and forth between the two. I love the opportunity to go back and forth between the two, but I think what kind of resonates with me is the difference in the staff. The staff at Downtown Island is trained in all areas of operations, where here at McGee-Tyson, we're a little more compartmentalized, you know, kind of specialized in one field. The staff there at Downtown Island, they serve in every role Mm -hmm. from customer service at the front desk to line service, you know, fueling aircraft, washing aircraft, towing aircraft, moving them back and forth from the hangars. So what I like, yeah, Yeah. baking cookies, you know, (laughs) some of us, I alone don't do the cookies. I've burnt more than my fair share. So, but what I find unique is that's a really talented group of individuals down there and they serve all sorts of skill levels because there's, you know, it's kind of a one-stop shop for pilots and, and aircraft owners. So that's what I like to see is just, it's very different in the culture as far as the staff goes. They're just a really talented group of individuals. Well, and so Justin, you mentioned that you were there 12 years before you came over to the dark side. Yeah. So how did you get involved in downtown Island Airport? So I always had an interest in automobiles, actually, growing up as a child. And I grew up approximately three miles or less from the downtown Island Airport. And believe it or not, I applied for a position at the downtown Island Airport when I was 18 years old and did not get it. What? And then an opportunity come back around about six months later and uh, got another opportunity and it's been history. It's changed your trajectory for sure, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I assume there'd be a huge learning curve to fueling aircraft, towing aircraft. I mean, I wouldn't last a day down there. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I could bake the cookies. (laughs) But that's so interesting. You know, like you said, you had experience with automobiles and aircrafts are kind of similar. Extremely similar. Luckily, though, The aircraft, especially in general aviation and commercial aircraft, they're held to a higher standard. So the maintenance is a lot more rigorous. And a lot of the aircraft that you'll see range from um, anywhere from the 40s to new aircraft that are actually such as Cirrus that is actually delivered out of McGee Tyson Airport. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing. It's good to know that aircraft are, you know, held to a higher standard. Extremely higher standard. Well, and we also know that there's a waiting list for people to be able to base their aircraft down at Downtown Island. So it's pretty popular within the aviation and pilot community as well. So how do you all manage the expectations of the airport and keep it so high? What is the goal for that airport in regards to either customer service or continuing to make it attractive to the people who fly through? I think that it has a natural attractant due to its close proximity to Knoxville, downtown Knoxville in general. And unfortunately for the island, it is an island as we spoke about. It's (laughs) completely surrounded by water. So there's only so much development that can occur. I think right now there's approximately 165 aircraft that are there. And as you mentioned, the waiting list of other individuals that would love to be there. So I think it just has a natural attractant. I've always told the story of when you're at Downtown Island Airport, you have the ability to see all areas of transportation. You get to see aircraft, you get to see a train that actually crosses the river on the opposite side, and you get to see boats pass by. You get really all aspects of transportation in general you get to see at the Downtown Island Airport. It's a beautiful scenery every day. I had the opportunity when we finished development of tea hangers a couple of years ago to start making the phone calls on the waiting list. People had been on the waiting list for years at Downtown Island, and it quickly was known that people had been waiting for a long time. They knew that those tea hangers were getting ready to be finished. You know, they were calling before we had the opportunity to call them. And, you know, they were uprooting from other airports that they were located at because, as Justin said, it's just a really unique location. It's just a beautiful... So, sad airport. note, what yes. is a tea hanger? So, a tea hanger... Uh, that's great actually, question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, 
If you were to look at an aerial image looking down on top of a hangar, it is a fully enclosed hangar that is actually shaped like a, I like to say a power T since we are. Uh, <laughs> balls. That's right. <laughs> um, so it, it's shaped like a T um, for the tail of the aircraft being much narrower and the wings being much wider. That way there's not any wasted space with just a plain empty square hangar. So it allows for a maximum utilization of storage facilities. Well, that makes sense. Planes are kind of shaped like a T. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so T hangers exist. We have condo hangers down there. What other opportunities do people have to be able to base their aircraft down there? The opportunity to store aircraft, once you get on the list, and it is your opportunity to be housed, you have community hangers, which are fully enclosed, two of which are fully enclosed and heated, uh, one of which is not heated and does not have a front door on it. It's a more economical option. There are also shade hangers, which is more of like a drive-through carport style hanger is the best way to explain it. The condo hangers you mentioned, there are currently, I believe it's 16, maybe 18, somewhere in that range, condo hangers that were privately built by an approved contractor and constructed by the owner, and they'll store their aircraft and occasionally sublet a spot out of that hangar. And then there's also several tie-down spots available for aircraft just out in the open. Well, and a condo hangar isn't like you live on the airport. It's like a condo for your plane. It is a condo for your airplane, yes. (laughs) Uh, A few of them do have uh, restrooms in them and uh, maybe a small office, but absolutely. No No living on the airport. No living on the airport. Uh, It's kind of illegal, right? (laughs) It'd be nice to live on an island. I mean, (laughs) you could really say you live on an island. As an aircraft owner to say, I have a condo on the island. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) How do I get one of those? Oh, it's in Knoxville. Where's the sand? (laughs) So Justin, you mentioned that you get to see all different modes of transportation, which I think is really cool. Another thing that I think is really unique about downtown island is, and you kind of mentioned this, but the proximity that you can get to aircraft. You know, here at McGee Tyson Airport, unfortunately, after September 11th, we don't have the ability to get up close and personal with planes due to those security restrictions. And at Downtown Island, I like it because the community really gets the opportunity to see aviation up close and personal. So can you talk a little bit about the different events that are at the island? And you kind of mentioned the clubs. So as you mentioned, the uh, September 11th had a significant impact on aviation in general. And the one benefit that the Downtown Island Airport has is security measures in place. However, you still have more direct access to owner aircraft, club aircrafts, as you mentioned, and it provides the ability to basically get in the air quicker and go directly to where you want to go to. There are a lot more significant than airports that service commercial airlines. So there's a lot of small towns scattered throughout the United States that people can get to a more direct city that doesn't have a great population. The big difference is, you know, in commercial service, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for direct flights or you can connect in a different city. But as you mentioned, there's the opportunity with GA is there really is no limit. You know, as long as you have enough fuel, you can go wherever you want. And because the number of GA airports is so much more significant than commercial airports, then there's just kind of a limitless number of airports and locations that you can visit via GA. Well, and we just had a meeting down at Downtown Island and where a pilot came in front of our board and and mentioned how he bases his aircraft there because he has locations all the way to the West Coast and he can hit all three of those business locations in the day because of general aviation and having that aircraft where it is geographically located at the island. Right, because of the restrictions 
tickets to fly commercially, you know, having to go through TSA and to be screened and to be at the airport, you know, a couple of hours before your departure. It's for the business traveler with, you know, different locations. It's a much easier transition from one to the other. I remember I was at a Cirrus event last year and Ken Griffey Jr. spoke about his Cirrus aircraft and he was saying how money saving and how time saving having a Cirrus aircraft is. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, if you have the upfront cost (laughs) of millions of dollars, I'm sure it saves you tons of time and money. (laughs) But I always think of Ken Griffey saying, you know, so economical. Yeah. 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 Everybody thinks about that though. Mm -hmm. And not every plane is millions of dollars. Right. Right. A lot of the planes that are at Downtown Island are probably much more affordable than that. They're still expensive, but they're still much Mm -hmm. more affordable. So when I think of Downtown Island Airport, when I put my public relations hat on, I think of the events that our tenants host. D-Day with Remote Area Medical comes to mind. A lot of people forget the island's close proximity to the University of Tennessee, and the Downtown Island Airport is a strong host for people traveling to and from the University of Tennessee football games. And one story that pops in my mind is when I was new to the Downtown Island Airport, one of our busiest games was Georgia, and Georgia travels very well. And back in, that would be 2007-ish, Tennessee traveled well too. Not everybody that's a Tennessee fan lives in Tennessee, so a lot of people would come. And good enough, we actually defeated uh, Georgia my first year. All the good old days. The good old days. (laughs) And I'll never forget the following year we traveled to Georgia, and probably about a week later, Daryl, who is the line service supervisor at Downtown Island, received this sympathy card. And I remember looking over his shoulder, and it said, sorry for your loss. And I was kind of distraught thinking, you know, we didn't know anything about this. I didn't I didn't know he had a family member that passed away. And he opened it up and it was the Tennessee-Georgia score. And a customer <laughs> had sent him a sympathy card since Tennessee had actually lost to Georgia that year. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, that just shows the relationships that you all build with. Yeah, there's with a strong clients. camaraderie amongst not just the people that are at the downtown island airport, but just in the aviation community in general. And I think some of the events that are hosted at the island, which are usually all typically related to aviation specific. Um, that come to mind for me is every couple of years, an organization comes through called Ageless Aviation. It's a dream foundation. And what they do is they bring an open cockpit bi-wing airplane and they target the senior living communities and, and veterans and they take them out for a ride in this open cockpit airplane. And it's just a really fascinating thing to see for people who may have gotten a little older and they're not flying commercially anymore and they just get to have kind of this dream of flying freely. So that was a really neat event that we hosted there. And then also just thinking about other events. I met a little, he was about three years old, and it's been a few years ago, and he was actually at an event waiting on his grandfather to fly in and was so excited. I mean, he could not contain himself in the lobby and he was just yelling, pop, pop, every aircraft that landed, he was looking for his grandfather to land. And what I took away from that is, you know, as we all know, there's a shortage in the pilot community. So just the exposure that you get at a general aviation airport where there aren't the tight restrictions of security like a commercial airport. I keep thinking one of these days, you know, that little boy is going to come back through and he's going to be a pilot, you know, yeah. coming through going our airport. So yeah. these events where we, we host the public and people get exposure to aviation, I think it feeds into the pilot community. I think that's a really important role for Downtown Island. And as Caitlin, Caitlin mentioned, because of the security restrictions at a commercial airport, people don't have the experiences like they did. And so I know that was one of the driving reasons why we had an air show a few years ago to give people access to aviation that they typically wouldn't have, but you can get it every day at Downtown Island. Absolutely. So a lot goes into preparing an airport for the public and trying to stay ahead of what people need in regards of services in the future for general aviation. So what does it look like for the island? What are things coming down the pipe?
like for them? We're currently working through our master plan, which includes a runway rehabilitation program. I would anticipate seeing that in the next five years. We're in the design phase right now, but that is something that we're working at as an update to the runway there. And we continue to do with Miggy Tyson. You have a master plan that drives development. What that You mentioned the TIA hangars being built recently. So an airport is always constantly trying to meet the demand of the, the flying public that fly through. And that's the next step is the runway rehab project. It is. And as we mentioned earlier, expansion at the island is not, you know, not really prevalent because it is an island. It is physically an island and, you know, you're landlocked and you're restricted to how much development you can. So the master plan currently is looking at some rehabilitation programs and some upgrades of facilities and so forth. So stay tuned. Our listeners will have to come check out the island themselves, see the 3,499 foot runway that we have <laughs> or seven. there. Or seven. Depending on who you Depending ask. on the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you all so much for being on our podcast. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. So did that make you want to be a private pilot? Uh, yeah, I want to be a pilot, sure. Especially in a really small airplane that's made in my garage. That you've made yourself, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I love visiting downtown Island Airport. And listeners, I would encourage you to reach out to us if you've never been and you're in the area. Every day is different at downtown Island. You never know what type of aircraft or operation you're going to see. And that's what I think makes it so interesting. It really is a place where people can connect to aviation. So it is something that's open to the public. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in becoming a pilot or you have have a little one who might be. Yes, it's a great place to come and visit. So make sure you check out from the runwayup.com to learn more about the airport, where to find it, mm-hmm. and more information about general aviation in general.